Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring on a guest that I had on the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right back. Uh, so today's guest is Rob Martinez, and he's the founder and co-CEO over at Shipware. Uh, Rob, welcome back to the show. Happy reunion. Man, I said it's like we're getting the family reunion together. Where's the food, right? <laughs> Great to be back, Adam. Thanks for having me. So um, I, I, I'll preface this by saying I talk about you all the time because, you know, I'm a wannabe logistics nerd, and I every time I get a new piece of information, I just hold on to it. And so I tell people all the time, I'm like, you won't believe this, what they do in shipping and shipping racing. This is so I can sound really knowledgeable, right, in logistics, even though I'm a <laughs> podcaster. So I always reference shipware, shipware, and the audience right now is like, what is Adam talking about? Well, let's just, uh, especially our new listeners that didn't catch the first episode. Let's just start off with what you're doing over at Shipware to catch everyone up. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Uh, sure. Thanks, Adam. Well, um, first of all, Shipware is a San Diego-based organization that helps high-volume shippers reduce their shipping costs. We specialize in uh, LTL, so less than truckload, as well as parcel, so organizations that use companies like FedEx and UPS, DHL, and the like. Um, we help those organizations reduce costs an average of 20%. So that means that whatever their discounts uh, that they have negotiated into their contracts, we're able to improve those by an average of 20% for some of the biggest brands in the world. Uh, but we also do things here, Adam, as you know, like audit and payment services. So those transportation invoices can have errors, and most of the transportation providers guarantee service performance. It'll be delivered on X day or your money back. But it's very difficult for high-volume shippers to track that and coordinate the, those refund requests. So our, our auditing software does that, and we help pay those invoices as well. Uh, there's a division here that caters to modal optimization, so working with shippers that don't want to just use one of the two big parcel shippers, FedEx or UPS, but they really want to leverage the breadth of solutions out there in the marketplace. But how do you do that and still maintain your discounts at the, the big two uh, and what shipments at the, white, at the right uh, transit tolerance and so on? So our software and our experts help organizations get their arms around that. Um, also new this year, this is different, um, we also are catering to those organizations that are trying to contend with Amazon as a competitor. So the Amazon effect is in full effect, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a little bit today in our conversation, uh, but organizations that want to compete with Amazon have to get their inventory closer to their customers in their final market. So the reason that Amazon can offer next day prime and same day prime is because they've got fulfillment centers with duplicitous inventory all around the country. So those are local deliveries for the most part for them, and it's easier for them to achieve national next-day delivery. Very difficult if you're a retailer uh, and you've got one DC or two or three DCs. So 
what we're doing to help those shippers is <clears throat> we've launched our third-party warehousing and fulfillment division that helps negotiate contracts with those customers that want to put their inventory closer to their end users and become more Amazon-like. And then finally, the fifth thing that we do here at Shipware is we have solutions for smaller shippers. We have authorized reseller agreements with all of the major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, DHL, and brokered LTL rates. So if you're not a huge, huge shipper, but you're still looking to get some discounted shipping uh, at low cost, we can help you do that as well. That's awesome, and uh, and so the thing that I always brought you up about, and I'm like, is I always, I never knew, and it still blows my mind when you said that, you know, somebody that can, in an extreme example, can be paying, um, you know, less in terms of rate and and be shipping a million dollars worth of worth of something versus ten million. I'm like, wait a minute, like it's just not automatically, they don't just automatically get a better price, and you're like, no, that's exactly what we do is that most people don't know that, so blew my mind. I always bring that up to people other that are on the show logistics wise i'm like well see look at that touch something there because i got very limited um limited insight there but rob always brings me up to date and i want to get into some amazon discussion because i um i i just don't even know what that looks like to compete with amazon and logistics and getting closer so um let's talk about the landscape and, and what you're kind of doing to help out there well amazon now handles one and two e-commerce deliveries a little bit more than one and two, actually. It's crazy for an organization that didn't exist, you know, a decade or so ago. Yeah. Have taken over the marketplace. So when you and I go to the mall and we walk from one end of the mall to the other end of the mall on all three levels and we look to our left and our right, all of those retailers combined make up the other half of e-commerce. So they they are 800-pound um, gorillas, not even, uh, you know, puts it lightly. Uh, yeah. They are the dominant player uh, and what's interesting about Amazon is that for years they were just reliant upon the services of the Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, regional parcel carriers, and they didn't sing, they didn't sole source any of their own delivery. But we estimate that now 55% of that crazy volume is now wow. being delivered by Amazon drivers themselves. And, and you might see them, those vans in your local in your local market here in San Diego. We see them all the time. Do they do they own those? Is that like a is that like a um is that like a franchise model for them or something? Because I feel like I've seen ads on LinkedIn or something that's like be your own boss or something like that with Amazon. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the big rigs that you see wow. on, the, on the freeways they own, but those local delivery vans, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. they made a uh, an opportunity, created a an entrepreneurship opportunity for. Uh, business or business owners that were interested in getting into the delivery business and wow. they, they'll guarantee them certain routes they'll provide them with a vehicle training and so on um, and they own it's their own business they get to they get to make those deliveries amazing uh, and those those businesses by the way they can make up to 300 grand a year per uh, per uh, per franchise that they own so it's it's uh it's grown very very quickly in fact, Amazon initially bought, Adam, they bought 20,000 Mercedes Sprinter vans, thinking that that would last <laughs> them a little while, and it didn't last them at all. They completely underestimated the, the need in the marketplace and, and their desire to become more self-sufficient and make these deliveries at a lower cost. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah. So, what is the uh, so what does the smaller business do? I mean, what's their what's their what's their play in this? 
Um, are they just it's just selling Amazon and be done with it, or is there anything else that they can do? Because the the tricky part with Amazon is always is that they own your information. So like, what do, what do you do? Yeah, well, certainly, if you're a smaller retailer and you're trying to get in the marketplace, mm-hmm. you're leveraging uh, the various marketplaces within Amazon, whether you're fulfilling that inventory and you're shipping that yourself, or whether you're having them fulfill that inventory, those are great and very valuable parts of of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of executing that business plan. Um, but of course, you know they can open their own e-commerce store. Uh, as well to compete directly for their own business with their own margins. There's partner mm-hmm. channels and other ways that they can uh, get their inventory out. But from a shipping perspective, it, it's not like fulfillment by Amazon provides terrific shipping costs or rates for right. shippers. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't, which is why you see so many in the in the merchant fulfilled network that negotiate their own deals uh, with the, the, the private carriers. Um, so that is one way to maintain margin and maintain control as well for those smaller shippers. Mm-hmm. No, that may, makes total sense. And I look at, um, so what do you see, um, anything else interesting in logistics or your neck of the woods that you're seeing um, happening in 2020? Like what excites you right now? There's a lot going on. It is not a static environment. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, amazing growth within UPS, especially for their next day air products. Their their air products uh, grew 22% in the fourth quarter. Uh, That's that's ridiculous. I've been in the industry for 29 years and and to to have double digit growth in an air network is is really uh, unheard of. But again, it's because UPS is one of the largest delivery providers for Amazon. So, to grow your air network by 24% and to grow your B2B network for their fifth straight consecutive quarter, by the way, um, requires a lot of investment in infrastructure growth, uh, more vehicles, more vans, more sortation hubs. And, and, the, and the nature of these shipments has also changed, Adam. A few years ago, it would have been crazy for any of us to ship a big screen TV, um, mm-hmm. a, uh, a basketball you know, hoop, uh, a trampoline or any other, you know, high, uh, you know, weird dim, very heavy, long dimensions, a package through a, a, a FedEx or UPS parcel network. Mm-hmm. They're conveyor-based, miles and miles of conveyor belts that don't take big shipments like that. Yet, mm-hmm. these the growth of e-commerce makes it commonplace for you and I to order a large screen TV online. For sure, immediately. Yeah, and our expectations are we want it delivered in a day or two. So yep. FedEx and UPS have had to morph their their network to create you know high um, dim, high dimension, high uh, high weight, high uh, large package sortation systems to accommodate that trend in the marketplace. Um, and the other part, of course, with e-commerce growth is the residential delivery network has grown significantly. So FedEx, what was very uh, surprising for me in 2019, announced that their partnership with the United States Postal Service called uh, FedEx Smart Post, and that's the service they offer where FedEx handles the pickup, they handle the, uh, the interline transportation component, but they inject that package into the United States Postal Service's delivery stream at some point, and usually at the final mile that delivers mail and packages to your home or office. 
So it's a hybrid program. It's a workshare program that the Postal Service calls Parcel Select. FedEx was the largest user outside of Amazon, uh, and this product was called Smart Post. They would resell that. Well, FedEx is pushing all their chips in on e-commerce, and they're no longer going to outsource that Smart Post product to the Postal Service, but they're going to handle uh, full uh, closed loop from pickup mm -hmm. to delivery themselves. And that's 2 million packages a day they are going to come out of the Postal Service stream and be delivered by FedEx. But the reason is that they're just trying to build as much delivery density as possible. They want to become the provider, the final mile provider of e-commerce packages and be at every door every day, six or seven days a week in this country. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. You're right. There is a lot of exciting going on there. That's 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 interesting. I never I never thought about that. Like, um, from from the back end in terms of like, yeah, now you just say if I was to order a basketball hoop, I would not go to the store. I would go on. I'd, I'd order it online because number one, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to like wait for delivery. I wouldn't want to like. I would be like, oh, that's the one. I'd read the reviews. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that one's that one's good. Okay, done. Yep. And obviously, that has to be delivered to me. Like that didn't just like. Fall off the truck. So, um, uh -huh. It's like I never thought about it, and I remember seeing the, all those old conveyor belts and stuff like that. Especially when the, they used to do the, the commercials and marketing; those are for smaller packages, like all of that stuff. But yeah, you're right. Now, how do they? Oh man, awesome, awesome stuff. I love it, and it's gonna be. It's just gonna get even better, in my opinion. I'm excited. Um, so yeah. Rob, well, if uh, if somebody's listening to this. And they yeah. uh, they want more information on shipware or to connect with you, whether they're looking at like at shopping their shipping rates or any of the other services that you offer there. I mean, what what's the best way for them to to connect? Yeah, a number of ways. Uh, check us out online. Our website is shipware, shipware s h i p w a r e dot com. Um, if they want to connect with me personally, I'm uh, rob at shipware dot com is my email address. Uh, we have a lot of followers on Twitter as well. Our, our Twitter handle is at, at uh, Shipware. Um, and we like to inform the marketplace on critical things that are happening in distribution and shipping that if that impacts your business at all, or even more appropriately, if that's your job title is to handle supply chain or operations, uh, and you want to know what we think is critical for your job performance and your knowledge, you know, they, I would encourage them to, uh, to get on our our knowledge uh, center-based mailing list, or follow us on Twitter. That's awesome. Well, hey, Rob, um, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background on um, what you're doing over at Shipware to uh, to help your clients. And uh, and you did not disappoint. I knew you'd give me some interesting stuff to to keep my logistics brain going this year and to keep me uh, curious. So thank you for that, as always. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you had a lot of fun listening to this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, um, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the uh, Apple iTunes Store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips, then definitely give that a, a subscribe and uh, give us some uh, some comments on the, on the video. Let us know what you thought about the discussion, about logistics, about shipping, the future of logistics. Um, love to engage with you there on that channel. And uh, Rob, thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, my pleasure. It's always good to talk to you.